Hey, Oil Country, this is Taylor Hall. Hey, this is Connor McDavid. Double team, got it back, score! What a beautiful move! And welcome back, Connor! This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I'm Leon Dreisel. This is Jordan Eberle from your Edmonton Oilers. McDavid feeds Eberle for the hat trick, he's got it! This, this is Oil Country. Willard Myers, what a, what a save by Cam Talbot! He got him with the left pad! And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where Oil Country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Ched. California jam-packed edition of Oilers Now. It is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Canada's largest Canon dealership where their main goal is to save you time and money and provide true Alberta service. Check them out at digitex.ca. Digitex now has a massive supplies division where you can find paper and supplies for all brands of office equipment. The Edmonton Oilers coming off a hard-fought 2-1 loss last night in Los Angeles tonight. They take on the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, coming up in the opening half hour of the show, we'll have uh, audio highlights of last night's game, comments from some of the coaches and the players. We'll take a look at the lineups tonight. Obviously, the NHL trade deadline, there's lots going on. Of that, there is no debate. On today's show, 1235 uh, from the Oilers Radio Network, Rob Brown will join us. 105 today, Bruce Garriock from the Ottawa Sun. Uh, we'll have a little bit of a time for an interactive segment at 135 and Serge Lajoie in conversation. Uh, with Brennan Ulrich Serge as the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears who uh, have a, a weekend playoff series against Mount Royal. If the Bears win the series, they qualify for the national championship, which they have won the last two years. Here's how you get a hold of us. You email us at oilersnow at 630chat.com. It is presented by Homes by Abby. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at oilersnow. Email us oilersnow again at 630chat.com. I'm on Twitter, Bob underscore Stoffer, and Brendan is at uh, Brendan Ulrich. Obviously, the uh, NHL trade deadline closing in uh, on uh, Monday. And the Edmonton Oilers had Twitter abuzz last night. Uh, blockbuster deal involving the Chicago Blackhawks and the Winnipeg Jets that uh, sent Andrew Ladd off to uh, a return engagement in Chicago, where he was part of a Stanley Cup championship back in 2010. Uh, the Oilers pulling a couple players out of the lineup last night, Teddy Purcell and Justin Schultz. Uh, nothing as of yet, if I were to hazard a guess, uh, I would suggest to you that there might be something closer at this time on Purcell than there is on Schultz. Um, again, I think you'll see three players off the active roster move at some point between now and Monday. Uh, I would say it would be unlikely, unlikely that it would be a player of the ilk of a Taylor Hall or Jordan Everly or Ryan Nugent Hopkins unless the Oilers... Uh, General Manager Peter Shirelli really gets a deal he likes. Uh, the other deals, uh, I was, there's probably two or three teams in on Purcell. Logic would dictate. I, I think there are some people out there that think uh, that Justin Schultz could be rehabilitated in another organization. You take a look at uh, Justin Schultz' tenure here in Edmonton's first year. You know, brilliant down in the minors. Uh, gets paired with Nick Schultz, who was no better than a number five defenseman when he played at Edmonton during 2012, 2013. And Justin Schultz wasn't ready to carry 
uh, that pairing. The, the next year, Justin Schultz was paired with Andrew Ferentz for a while. Andrew Ferentz, uh, despite what certain people thought of him in terms of his actual ability, is a great guy, but Andrew would be the first to recognize that he had limitations, and that made it very prohibitive to play those guys as a regular top four pairing, but that's what the orders did. Um, and uh, and then, of course, the proclamation from then orders general manager Craig McTavish that Justin Schultz could uh, win a Norris Trophy one day. Uh, my guess is Mac T would probably like to have that one back. Certainly put a lot of uh, pressure on Schultz uh, here in Edmonton. Uh, he's gone through five head coaching, junior five head coaches in what four years as an Oiler player, and uh, and devoid of confidence right now. But I don't think there's any debate that there are people out there that do believe that he can pull it back together. Maybe at this stage of the game, he just needs a change. So again, as of uh, I don't know four minutes ago. <laughs> And we're going to have to recalibrate on the fly here during the course of the day to see if anything's um, uh, anything's up uh, trade-wise. Um, you know, we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see if something transpires during the course of the next couple hours. It could. I mean, that could distinctly happen. Stopper Inspector, by the way, every Tuesday on Oilers. Now, uh, the Oilers take on the Anaheim Ducks tonight. They'll fly home tomorrow. They'll play the New York Islanders on Sunday. Uh, the team will fly to Buffalo on Monday after practicing, but they will not leave until after the trade deadline on uh, on Monday. And uh, last night, Edmonton took on the L.A. Kings. They played pretty well, but lost 2-1. Brandon Davidson will take over for Edmonton, pursued by Lucic. He'll duck behind his own net, and having created that space, he now can scamper to center, get it back from Jordan Everly. Davidson centers, backhander McDavid! Quick looks behind, and he's got it! Sosterly ahead to Jordan Everly. He's in, he shoots, save made! Rebound McDavid! What a save by Jonathan Quick! Stretching out, fully prostrate to take it away! Turned over at center ice. Minute 10 to go in the period. Here's Hall. Off to Cassian. Fakes. Now shoots and scores. Zach Cassian has given Edmonton a 1-0 lead. And he goes top left corner on Jonathan Quick. Blocker side. Cassian's third as an oiler. Face off to Cam Talbot's left. Off the draw. Quick shot to save Talbot. Back in. What a save Talbot. He's got in the blue paint. They're going to say it's a goal. And Edmonton's going to argue this call and say that Talbot was muscled into the net along with the puck and what turns out to be the game-tying goal. King stealing. Here's Carter. Shot tipped in by Dwight King. And L.A. leads for the first time tonight 2-1 with 5.50 to play. Loose at the blue line. Letestu shot block. Loose. Rebound wide. McDavid. Rebound Taylor Hall. Two seconds. Dreisaitl's got to shoot. He does. It was blocked by Muffin at the horn. McDavid missed the net with about five and a half seconds to go. And that's as close as the Oilers are going to come. So Edmonton takes the loss last night. Again, a night that was highlighted uh, to begin with by the fact that Teddy Purcell and Justin Schultz were not out for the uh, uh, pregame uh, skate. Um, there were an incredible amount of scouts there. A lot of people made a lot to do about the Montreal Canadiens having uh, their personnel there. Mark Bergevin, their general manager, was there. Their longtime uh, uh, senior manager, Larry Carrier, was there. Uh, who else was there? Rick Dudley, Von Karpin as well, who's their head pro scout out west. Um, for the record, 
At this time, I do not see a Neil Yakupov deal with the Montreal Canadiens. For all the people that keep texting us and at 6.30, 6.30, uh, not at this time. That would surprise me if something happened before the All-Star game. Uh, the, sorry, not the All-Star break, but the trade deadline. Um, logic dictates, again, Purcell, Schultz, maybe a guy like Korpikoski has some interest out there. Uh, and if the orders get wowed, I guess then you get into the conversation of a player a little bit higher up the proverbial food chain. The orders uh, last night a 2-1 loss in L.A. Here's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. Well, we lost the game, which um, is not what we set out to do. But um, I think there was a game within the game tonight, and that was our uh, our ability to come out and regroup after a poor effort against Ottawa and, and compete hard. And, I think for the most part, our group did that tonight. It was, uh, you know, for about two and a half periods, about our, our best game in a, in a long time. Um, and they're a tough opponent. They're big. They're strong. They're experienced. Uh, they don't panic at all. Their goaltender makes great saves. So um, we were very competitive. We pushed the good team to uh, to the brink. But at the end of the day, it's still a loss. And um, you know, but uh, the game within the game, I'm satisfied. Oilers head coach uh, Todd McClellan. The Oilers uh, banged up, and again, we don't know whether or not the likes of Purcell and Schultz will be kept out uh, due to uh, you know trade opportunity. Uh, conversely, there were a couple. I know Hall got hit late in the game. Uh, Osterley got blasted a couple times. Uh, here's Todd McClellan talking about uh, options for uh, tonight's game against Anaheim. Well, they were both uh, a later afternoon decision. So, um, you know, what, uh, what's what gone on or transpired since that point till now, I'm not aware. But, um, you know, if they're uh, available to us and they're ready to play, then we'll consider using them tomorrow. Defense. Uh, they had four defensemen last night that went, uh, played a combined total of 149 NHL games. Uh, Darnell Nurse was uh, paired with Adam Clendenning. Uh, I thought Davidson was, you know, played an outstanding game, and uh, Osterley had some good moments as well. Here's Oilers assistant coach uh, Jim Johnson on the D breaking the puck out well. We talked about that this morning uh, and showed a lot of video on it. When With the forecheck of the L.A. Kings, they come heavy and hard on you, and you're not going to have a lot of time. So little quick reverses, second quicks is what we call them, and keep the puck moving and so that it doesn't allow their uh, their D to get up in the forecheck and pinch and get all five pieces up in the in the forecheck. So we tried to get it by them by quick puck movement. Uh, reverses work against uh, the forecheck of the L.A. Kings, and I thought we executed real well. Uh, there's a number of good foundation breakouts we had all night tonight. And I, I didn't think we, first two periods, we spent a lot of time in our zone. Uh, that, that's true. The third period, the Oilers did spend a lot of time in their zone. And the reason why is they kept on losing faceoffs. It's remarkable to me, you know, somebody put a thing out, a blog out about two years ago about how faceoffs are overrated. They're not overrated when you have an inexperienced team like Edmonton that's 25th in the league in the faceoff circle. And you have the heavy horses of L.A. They win the draws, they gain puck possession, they cycle and the Oilers can't get the puck away from them. And the Kings tilted the ice because they started to win the draws. The Oilers uh, won 14 of the first 19 face-offs in the game of the first period, missed multiple opportunities to capitalize and jump out ahead. They did get the lead in they got the lead in the second, but they couldn't close the deal. And part of the reason why they had challenges in the third is they didn't have the puck, and they don't have the type of team to separate L.A. from the puck. So you got to battle and win some draws. And the Kings scored both their goals off of face-off wins. 
So anybody that says face-offs are irrelevant and don't matter, give your head a shake. Did you watch the game? Did you see how it was inevitable that the L.A. Kings were coming? Of note, by the way, the Oilers last night had a lead for over five minutes in their five previous games all at home. The Oilers only led for a combined total of 4.05. Jim Johnson had this to say on his young defense and how they competed overall. You know, I thought I thought our whole crew was pretty good back there. And uh, you talk about a couple of young guys. Well, I thought our best pair was Davidson and uh, Oysterly. I think they they played extremely well. Uh, both him and uh, Clendenning are, are young defensemen that are that are finding their way. I thought they both played well. I, I'm I'm impressed with Oysterly the way he moves the puck. Uh, for not a, a very big guy, he gets back to pucks. He's quick. He escapes well with it. But uh, I like the way he delivers the puck right away. He uh, makes that first pass real sharp, crisp, and that's what you want as a, as a defenseman in this league is to get by, get it by the pressure and, and get up in the play, and he's able to do that. So uh, I thought both guys were real good and uh, look forward to uh, continuing to work with the Davidson-Osterley pair. I thought they were dynamic. I thought uh, Brandon had another fine, fine yeah. game. He was strong all over uh, the rink, broke the puck out well, made some nice plays. We just couldn't capitalize on them. We capitalized those plays early. We were maybe not even talking about this. One of those plays was a brilliant end-to-end rush. I mean, he grabbed the puck back behind his own goal, used the net as a screen on Milan Lucic, raced up the ice, uh, fed a pass up the right side uh, to Everly, and then got it back as he got in the zone on a give-and-go, and then chipped it across to Connor McDavid, who was flat-out robbed, robbed by Jonathan Quick, not once, but twice during the course of last night's game. You know, minor hockey season's almost over, but there's still time to salute your rink's home ice hero. Watch a video of the latest winner and nominate your own hero at atb.com backslash home ice. When we come back in orders now, um, we'll uh, talk a bit about the passing of Don Getty, the former premier of the province of Alberta, his impact in our community. And uh, we will give you the line combinations, potential line combinations. Uh, the Oilers having a uh, low-key optional today, a second of a back-to-back. And uh, get to NHL today as well. From uh, Anaheim, California, this is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.22 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Royal Pizza still making a great best pizza in the city. Multiple... Uh, locations in Edmonton serve you 45 plus years for Royal Pizza. Brand new spot in Ellerslie. Star for recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean Chicken, and they have uh, catering options as well at royalpizza.ca. Don Getty, the former uh, premier of the province of Alberta, a one-time member of the uh, Great Cup champion, uh, three in a row Edmonton Eskimos, uh, has passed away at the age of 82. If you've not heard, uh, condolences to the Getty family. Uh, Darren, uh, heavily involved with uh, the, uh, the the Joey restaurant chain here in town, does a great job with them. Went to high school uh, with, I guess it would have been with Derek. Uh, but again, I'd like to send condolences. Uh, Don Getty actually called my own show, Total Sports, one day. Uh, uh, to talk about the passing and the impact of uh, Jackie Parker on uh, on the community. So it, it's, uh, again, uh, with sadness that uh, we extend uh, our condolences out to uh, the Getty family at this time. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers are in Anaheim. The trade deadline is on Monday. Uh, blockbuster deal involving the Winnipeg Jets last night. Andrew Ladd gone. We're hearing that the Boston Bruins have added another year in the Louis Erickson offer. But Erickson and Eric Stahl, probably the next two big pieces. As we've stated all along, the Oilers have what's known as secondary pieces available if you're taking a look at, say, the likes of a Teddy Perkins. 
Purcell or Justin Schultz, and those are the usual suspects that have seemingly been mentioned the most. Uh, it'll be the Oilers and Anaheim tonight. The Ducks are on fire. They're uh, 13-1-1 one one in their last 15 games since Christmas. There are 20 wins, four losses, and two overtime slash shootout losses up front. David Perron, since coming to Anaheim, 14 points in 16 games. He's plus 13. He'll play with Getzlaff, who's on a nine-game point scoring streak. He's got 14 points during that time. And Santarelli. Nick Ritchie up from the minors, 10th overall pick in 2014 with Ricard Raquel, who's really coming as a second-line center, and Corey Perry Perry with 22 goals and 41 career games against the Oilers. Uh, Raquel's emergence allows the uh, uh, Ducks to play Ryan Kessler as a third-line center, an expensive one. He's going to cost them $6.9 million starting next year for six more years. But Kessler with Andrew Cogliano now at 681 consecutive NHL games played. And Jakob uh, Silverberg, and then it'll be Nate Thompson with Patrick Maroon and Ryan Garbett. Uh, Cam Fowler with Kevin Bieksa. Hampus Lindholm, a restricted free agent with Josh Manson. Simone Dupre with another restricted free agent, Sami Votnin. And uh, it will be Frederick Anderson to start in goal. He's 5-0-1 lifetime against the Oilers. A 2.16 goals against average and a .916 save percentage. I do see Anaheim in the offseason as being a potential trade partner with the Edmonton owners. They have the two restricted free agents on the back end, Lindholm and Votnin. They have Shea Theodore and a defenseman by the name of Brandon Montour, who actually leads Dallas Aikens team in scoring down in San Diego coming. And I do think that you could potentially see a top six forward go to the Ducks in a Votnin plus type deal in the offseason. That, to me, would make... You know, there'd be some logic to uh, a deal of that sort for the, again, off-season deal. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl up front with Taylor Hall and Zach Cassian. Thought Cassian performed well last night uh, on that line. Dreisaitl, two goals, four points, five career games against Anaheim. McDavid, who had three wonderful opportunities to score last night with Pouliot and Everly. McDavid, five goals, 16 points, 12 games since the All-Star break. The only player that has more is Ryan Getzlaff. Anton Lander with Jarek here and Neil Yakupov. Yakupov had some jump. Um, didn't shoot enough in the first period and then got uh, started shooting the pillow in the second. Um, I don't mind seeing Kerr in the lineup. He's got a big body. He's 15 points his last 16 games down on the minors. Uh, last night, the Oilers rolled with Latestu with Hendricks and Korpakoski. On the fronts, it was Sekrin, Fain, Davidson, and Osterle, and Nurse with Clendenning. Uh, Anders Nielsen will start in goal. Has not started since giving up three goals on ten shots on Super Bowl Sunday against the New York Islanders. He's 10-12-2 this year with a 3.14 goals against average and a .901 save percentage. So uh, there you have it, the Edmonton Oilers and the Anaheim Ducks. The Ducks special team is very good. Eighth in the league on the power play, 20.9%. Second in the league in penalty killing at 86.7. Fourth in the NHL at 51.6 in the faceoff circle. This is a tough matchup tonight for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. And all you need to do is look at the last 10 games record. The Ducks are 8-1-1. The Edmonton Oilers are 1-8-1 in their last 10. They've hit the skids here. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins has missed 14 games now. The Oilers have won three of the 14 since he's been out. And just for my friend, Topher Allen, since Oscar Clefbaum's injury, the Edmonton Oilers have won nine of 32 games. They had won five straight when Clefbaum went out. Off to a 6.30 Chad news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Rob Brown to come in NHL today in the next half-hour block of Oilers Now.